so, so mate, you were catching Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi? <laughs> Who do you reckon Bon Jovi goes for? <laughs> I feel like he's more of a football, he's more of an NFL guy. I yeah, think. yeah. Bon Jovi's not watching basketball. He's, no. he's way too... Do you reckon he's a Nets fan? I think... New Jersey man, yeah. New Jersey, I think he's a Nets fan. A New Jersey net. He probably thinks they still play in New Jersey. Probably. It's too he's, much swag. <laughs> yeah, too much still Brooklyn the, swag for him now. The Jason Kidd shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in um in Melbourne over the weekend. That's why I missed the pod last week. Well, we've we've got you back. Or we've lost Jake. We've lost Jake. <laughs> <R. <laughs> it's R. a running theme now. Someone has to be. <laughs> So if you got any negative things to say about your least favorite team, now's the time to do it. Hundred percent. I don't, actually don't. I feel like they're they're starting to turn a corner, aren't they? I know. Go, it, was all, it was all Gordon Hayward's big night, wasn't it? Yeah. Got everyone fired up. Yeah. Jake actually, he was getting real pumped. He was telling me, "Man, I was listening to this podcast and I heard this thing and it it got me so jeed." And I'm like, "What was that, Jake?" And he's like, "The Warriors turned into the Warriors." when Draymond Green was inserted into the lineup. Yeah. And this was the same day Marcus Smart Marcus got Smart <laughs> inserted starting. into the lineup. Yeah, right. And he was like, <laughs> just put his hands up. He's like, what do you think, man? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Marcus Smart's great. I, I really do like him as a player. Can't shit to save his life, but he's pretty much good at everything else. I don't think he's bad at anything other than shooting, other to be perfectly shooting, honest. Yeah. That whole Marcus, and then what is it, Marcus Morris? Yeah, Mar- but yeah. Marcus Morris has been playing great this season. He's been yeah. keeping him alive in a lot of games. Um, it's interesting having the luxury of Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, all these guys coming off the yeah, bench. <laughs> They're going to destroy other bench lineups. So well, I, some of these teams will be looking at that bench and be like, that's there's trade assets, surely. I, I reckon half the league's looking at Terry Rozier. Yeah, definitely. And Terry Rozier, he might not say he's looking at half the league, but he's he, looking he's at half looking, the league as absolutely well. Absolutely, he's looking. He'd be looking at these Phoenix games being like, man, oh man, they sure could use a guard. Oh my God, man. Half the team, dude, with Orlando, there's plenty of teams that would... Oh man, Terry to Orlando, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Terry to Orlando would be awesome. Yeah. Orlando have their pick this year. Yep. What do you reckon? Yeah. I think, dude, that's what I mean. It's just whether or not the Celtics want to trade. I mean, the other one is, the big trade thing for them is is Davis. Yeah. And if they can package like Jalen Brown or some other combination of guys. Well, it's clear they've got more players than they need. So yeah. it might be time to flip them for like a super mega star. Anyway, let's, um, let's yeah. shit on the yeah. Celtics real quick. Yeah. Yeah. He's not here. <laughs> Fuck the Celtics. <laughs> Um, it's backdoor cut. Yeah, we're back. Beatty's back in the house. I'm back in the house, fellas. We're we're ready for another week of of basketball chat. Yeah, it's been it's been a pretty significant week in little little bits of news. I thought little nuggets here and there. Well, one near and dear to your heart, Josh. That's, <laughs> yeah, one that really got that. swept by the wayside. Yeah. I, I felt it. Just, like I feel so bad for. Well, of course, we're talking about Fred Hoiberg being sacked by the Bulls. Um, Gar Foreman and John Paxson figured he didn't have enough leadership in him, didn't have the right attitude. Um, a guy they hired, mind you. I, f- I, feel, I feel bad for the guy. Everyone's pretty much just like, well, shit, what hope did this guy have? Yeah. yeah. And then he just got fired and no one really cared because the Bulls sucked the entire time. They weren't relevant, so... Just poor, poor Fred. I feel like the poor expectations Fred. were weird. Like he comes in the back end of that sort of Tibbs, Derrick Rose. Well, let me, let me give you some context. Butler. 
I was a big Tibbs fan, as we all were. But it came to a point where we realised Tibbs is running everyone into the ground. We've done the best we could. Derek Rose is hurt. This isn't going to work. And at the same time, the ownership, uh, the managers, Gar Foreman and John Paxson, were getting the shits at Tibbs, saying, like, what are you doing? You're not modernising anything. This is old-school basketball. The league's changing. It's time for you to go. So they sacked him in one of the most unceremonious sackings in recent memory. It was not at all amicable. He went off to the Timberwolves pretty much immediately, and the Bulls hired Fred Hoiberg as his replacement, a college coach. They hired Fred because he had a long history of in-college playing teams that run and gun, shoot lots of threes, plenty of ball movement. Essentially, they brought him in to modernise the team. But <laughs> they had players like Luol Deng, Joakim Noah, Noah Derek Rose, a bunch of guys, none of them could shoot. None of them, they all stopped the ball. They, this team was very much a half-court team, and when they weren't a half-court team, it was Derek Rose making the fast break on his yeah. own which he couldn't do at the time because he was injured. (laughs) So Fred Hoiberg came into this shit show of a situation, grinded out a 42-40 win season, made the playoffs, first round exit. After that, that was when the Bulls essentially got rid of Derrick Rose, got rid of Noah, where they were like, you know what, Fred, we're going to cut some costs here. We'll give you a team that you'll be able to work with. Lo and behold, they signed Rajan Rondo and Dwayne Wade, two complete non-shooters, to play with Jimmy Butler, an already existing alpha male on the team, to form the three alphas, an offense which was never, ever, 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 ever going to work. And they gave it to a guy who encourages shooting where none of them can shoot. Somehow, this team broke even. They made the playoffs again, although Rajan Rondo got injured in the first round. They and did. It was, it yeah, was another still, first round. People exit. still talk. They would have won that first round if Rondo didn't get hurt. It, it's definitely, it was definitely possible. They were playing good. They, they, they weren't playing Hoiberg basketball, but they were playing good. He got injured, didn't work out. Rondo left. Dwayne Wade left. Jimmy Butler got traded. All of a sudden, we're left with this absolute skeleton of a team. A bunch of rookies, a bunch of nobodies. Of course, Fred Hoiberg still can't get results with this team because they're still not ideal. They're still not remotely competitive. It never worked out. They kept losing. Fred Hoiberg got the chop. At no point from the moment he was hired to the moment he was sacked did he ever have a squad that he ever could have worked with in any way to be competitive. Now, their argument is, but you're the coach. You've got to instill an atti- a winning attitude in this team. It can't just be like, they can't do this. You can't win. So what do you reckon? Did was it unfair? Was I think the expectations were well off. I just, I I, th- I don't think you can be in the middle. You want to be bad or you want to be good, and the best way to be good is to be bad. Yeah. Generally, I think la- they they were starting to do that. They were. I thought they like they also sacked him, mind you, when Bobby Portis is injured, Larry Markkinen was injured, Denzel Valentine was injured. They made Chris the, Dunn is injured. I really liked the the Butler trade for them in the sense that they got back. Levine and they got back Chris Dunn. Me too. They Me got too. they I essentially think... got Markinen from that trade. I can I can definitely get behind that. Like it... Markinen is the centerpiece of that team now going forward. But it, there's the little things, the stuff like letting Noah Vonleh go to the Knicks for absolutely nothing. 
giving Jordan Bell to the Warriors for $2 million, no assets at all. Jordan Bell, we got rid of Nwaba, we got rid of all these guys that can contribute to a winning team, mm. young players, good young players, and they just let them walk. They like don't need it. And I feel like it's early days, but Wendell Carter Jr. looks good. He looks great. He looks like a piece of the future, and you, you have Levine, and you have Markinen, and you have Wendell Carter Jr. Like That's a good young core. You've just yeah. got to be patient with that. Now, the Bulls sacked him on the basis that he never he never could motivate them in the way they wanted. He never had this fiery team that was trying on both set sides of the court. He just he didn't have control. He's not a he's not an alpha guy. He's very quiet. Very... Yeah, I, I don't know. And I... to be honest, I agree. I, I'm not entirely against the decision to Fred, sack Fred Hoiberg. I'm more against the decision one to hire him in the first place. This guy straight from college when you wanted to win everything. Well, that's. I think their expectations are so off. And two, you can't hire a college coach to coach superstars who don't play the way he wants to play. Like, it, they never... Yeah. They put him in a position to fail yeah, and then sacked him yeah. when he failed. Like, yeah. what, what did they think was going to happen? Yeah. We just... Yes, we accrued all these assets over those years, but, like, we could have done that with a, a coach that was going to instill these attitudes, was going to be tough on his team. Like, even in that first season Fred came in, or it might have been the second one, I remember after one game there was a big fuss because Jimmy Butler complained to the press. We just got pumped. And Butler was like, you know how Butler gets hot. He was like, we need to be coached harder, man. We need to be yelled at. We need to be this and that. And it kind of got forgotten over time. But that that was the that was the beginning of the end, like... If Jimmy Butler was already telling everyone, this guy's not, he's not hard on us. We need to be coached harder. Yeah, but I don't know. That probably says more about Jimmy as well, though. And that's the he's type a, of coach yeah, that he would respond guy. to. So maybe it's a, I mean, that's the guy that's been with Tibbs for pretty much all of his career until this point now with, with Brett Brown on the Sixers. I, I just think that the Bulls were unrealistic in their expectations. I really don't know what more there is and I mean you're right why hire a guy straight out of college and expect to have success yeah to coach Jokey Noah and Derek Rose the I MVP the I league. don't know whether or not it was like a thing you look at the Celtics and they hired Brad Stevens straight out of college but I, I think it's a different sort of a situation because the Celtics weren't a good team at that point in time no they sucked and they were patient they and Brad's, they exactly yeah. they they knew that it was going to take time and now they're a really good team yeah but the bulls they they kept preaching this patience yeah we'll we'll, we'll let this ride out we'll get all these assets yada 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 but then like they they made stupid moves like yeah. win now moves in between all even the jabari parker thing the jabari like, parker moves suck. it makes no sense yeah. what like you're preaching patience and then you sign jabari parker for 20 million like yes you can get rid of him sure but, like, what are you trying to win for anyway? Just let some kid play that position. But it's not even, I mean, doesn't matter how hard Hoiberg is going to be or whatever. Like, he's not going to instill an attitude to play defense I, no, I kinda, with a player like I, Jabari Parker. I, like do, that's... I do agree in the, the firmness thing because I, I thought even early, a couple of years ago, he'd lost the, the, he'd playing, lost the, group. the playing group, but, like, the respect to listen to his orders. Like, he just... There, he would call plays, they would ignore it and do something else. Yeah, but I mean, that's like, why they got rid of all of those old guys. But it still happens. Yeah. Like, we're getting towed 150 points in it. Like, what the fuck, man? you got to defend harder than that. That's ridiculous. Like, 
you see plays where people are breaking to the three-point line, everyone's sitting at the rim, and, like, the guy will just sit there at three-point line waiting, waiting, who's going to defend me? No one comes, so he just shoots the ball. Defense don't get you paid, yeah. Jabari Parker. <laughs> no, that's bullshit, man. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like that they've given the reins to this Jim Boylan fellow. Yeah, I don't know what's what's he, He's a former Spurs assistant, although not like real high up or anything like that. But he did work in the Spurs with Pop, all that kind of stuff. And he preaches a lot of Pop's shit. He says, we're going to be a team that likes to run and we will run when we can, but it does not come at the expense of us setting up and grinding out a team on our defensive possession. So he definitely, definitely wants to instill a, a work ethic in that it doesn't matter how much you score, as long as we hold them from scoring. Eventually, as we start to put that foundation in place and it becomes consistent, I'm sure he'll be much more keen on run and all that. But at the moment, he's... And it's like... We just got, like, we had this coach for five years to instill this mantra of pace, space, run, and then they just flipped it, and they're like, you know what, throw it all out, forget everything we said, we're going to grind it out again. It's such a nuffy move, because this season you want to be bad. Yeah, and we will be. (laughs) You're going to be bad, like, why, so then why bother doing this? Where, what if at the end of the season they decide this Boylan guy is not for us we're going to sack him anyway well I guess it's it's a change and they have the season to gauge it if it sucks yeah. then well, well we want to suck anyway but yeah. if it doesn't then we might have a coach do you think he, Ho- do you think Hoiberg will get another look in the NBA uh, maybe I say maybe because I still don't even know if he's a good coach yeah, or not after all this time yeah. I have no idea he's never had the pieces to work with so on another team, who knows? Maybe things will happen a bit differently and yeah. you'll get mad results. I, I don't know. But it's wor- I, I reckon a team will have a punt. Why not? Yeah, They'll give him yeah. a go. Um, this Boylan guy, though, he's very, very passionate. He's, he coached his first game yesterday. Um, his first move was relegating Jabari Parker to the bench and reinserting Larry to the starting lineup, which I'm a huge fan of. Um and he was he was screaming like whether they were defending on the other side of the court or attacking directly in front of him he was screaming for 48 minutes he didn't sit down once so in that regard i'm a fan i like that kind of thing um if he keeps everyone awake keeps everyone hustling then it can only mean good things for us is is chris dunn still out he's still out yeah um larry just came back larry's just back yeah bobby portis and chris dunn should be back in by the end of the month i heard very soon um denzel valentine is out for the season but other than that once they're back i think we're we're pretty i just think the the bulls have a pretty good young core and you get one more piece in this oh look who it is (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 well. Yeah, I'm just here to make sure the boys aren't fucking the sharks. <laughs> Where have you been, mate? What are you doing? Just saving the world, doing, doing God's work. Doing God's work, hey. Yep. I yep. promise we didn't talk any shit about the Celtics. Yeah, that, that sounds unlikely. <laughs> but they're, they're on a tear. <laughs> Three on the trot, figuring it out. Gordon um, Hayward, 30, 8 and 9. Yeah, we talked about that. We're just doing our Hoiberg obituary. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we had an obituary yeah, we had chance. an obituary. Damn it. <laughs> Completely forgot. Oh, it's not too late. To be Fred, it's not too late. 
He barely deserves a tray, <laughs> but we'll give him one. Fred, it's time to say goodbye. good mm. i have closure now i thought i was just saying to Beatty, everything got real swept under the wayside with this like it's almost like nobody cared no one, <laughs> so I, I feel bad i'll come to your funeral fred <laughs> i'll be there oh uh, yeah there's one what, so what was his highest moment going up 2-0 against boston yeah i think that, so that's that probably his best, his best moment yeah and then rondo got oh, hurt we were who knows that. that may have been that could have been it may have been the yeah the we, we could have won the league i could have been in the <laughs> Yeah, Bulls and seven beat the Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> all, the all this will be forgotten when they draft Zion next year. Exactly. I mean, it, it I, won't matter. I pray. That's a good legacy, though. I pray. If yeah. You, if, if his you were that is bad Zion. that you earned us Zion. Yeah. We we were just saying. What do you think? Was the is is it on Hoiberg? Like you should have done better, or is it on the front office? Why did you hire him and fuck everything up in the first place? I think the the second part. Yeah. Because they brought him in to be to win. Now he wasn't like a developmental coach. That wasn't his his profile. Which is what we were questioning. Yeah. Like, why would you bring in a coach straight from college yeah. to coach these like absolute all stars? Yeah. He had Derek Rose, the MVP yeah. of the league, on the team. Like, what what, what were you thinking? Yeah. So, and yeah, the the team didn't really fit his his skill set. Never fit. And and now he's gone. And they sucked. Like they, 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 there was a quote one time where he's like, "We need to get younger and more athletic in the off season, right?" Mm. And they bring in uh, Rondo and Dwayne Rondo Wade. And that Dwayne. was it. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, "That's writing's on the Are wall." Are you out of your mind? Like, <laughs> you're paying Dwayne Wade twenty million for two two seasons, twenty million, mind you. Bringing in Rajan Rondo yeah. to form a backcourt of Rondo, Wade, and Butler, none of whom could shoot at all. Yeah. <laughs> But now we need to get out and run and shoot, score some threes. <laughs> Do you wear country threes? Good one. But look, the Bulls—they're in a good spot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to see how it turns out. I worry now they're going to get a good coach in there and ruin their tanking. No, ability. because no. the 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 guy they've instated mm. as his replacement. You would think they would call him interim coach, but no, they gave him full. You are head coach okay. until until we see fit. Okay. Is that, is that good? I don't know. I've never heard of the guy. <laughs> so we're in back to square one. Good. But is it, he was a but Spurs yeah, assistant. He, he was a Spurs assistant. Good. All right. Everyone knows how... If that's on the that resume, means. then yeah. it's sweet. Yeah. That could be a worry. He, yeah. You could rip yeah, you off might be too good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I pray not. I pray not. Um, moving on. Other big news this week. Markel Fultz has been diagnosed. Now, we all thought it was in his head. A lot of people still think it's in his head. Yes. What's interesting is that it said a specialist has diagnosed Markel with... What was it called, Beatty? Do you have it up there? Like ne- neurogenic thorac- thoracic... Thoracic? How do you thoracic, say that word? Thoracic, thoracic outlook, outlet. outlet syndrome. Basically, it's the nerves between your neck and shoulder yeah. playing up, and it makes your movement in your arms not smooth at all. Very jerky, very unpredictable. So, obviously... You're going to struggle shooting with something like that if shooting is your job. In theory, you have this. But 
What I found interesting about this was his agent, Raymond Brothers or whatever it was, said that they visited over 20 specialists. Of those 20, how many came back with this diagnosis? Was it one guy and Raymond's like, that's it, we found it? Probably, man. Or was it 10, 15 of them? What's the go here? This... They've given us a diagnosis. It's still very vague. I'm still not happy. Yeah, you look it up and it... It makes sense. And, and it's, it, it says it's rare. I mean, obviously, yeah. we've never, I've never heard of this before. Yeah. Um, and in theory, a nerve issue in your somewhere in the neck, shoulder would, would, make, would make a lot of sense as why he can't shoot and it's all jerky and stuff. That being said, I'm not 100% sure that this isn't bullshit from whoever the specialist is because if you're the specialist that diagnoses him and then maybe that's the, the person that saves Michael Fultz's yeah, screen, you're a hero. You're, you're gonna be an absolute legend yeah um, and it's really no risk right like if you're wrong and he's fucked it's just, he's in, you're in the same <laughs> spot you were before it's like oh well I, just, I had a shot yeah um, and I just don't know like, it was interesting it, Raymond Brothers was like this was the consensus number one pick yeah. in one of the most loaded drafts ever. You really think he just forgot how to shoot? Like, how do you just... How does the best player in the world just forget how to shoot? All this stuff. We're all like, wondering. Yeah, I'm like, well, it happens, mate, clearly. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> maybe don't put all yeah. this pressure on him yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, right? And then again, let's say the, the injury is real. That's... Who's to say that this weird nerve damage thing in his shoulder, you can well, the, rehab? the specialist yeah. says three to six weeks. You'd be right. But then, Sounds like, ridiculous. yeah, had, been doing where's this show? been the whole time? Yeah, like, yeah. What, what specific rehab or physiotherapy can you be doing that he wasn't doing in that time that he took off before this diagnosis? I'm, I'm not yeah. a doctor, clearly. Yeah, but close, but Dr. Jake Dr. over Jake. here. <laughs> but I just, I am. Um, I'm so skeptical. Do you guys remember Landry Fields? Yeah, of course. He had a nerve thing. Did he? Yeah. It wasn't the same thing as this, mm. but it was a nerve thing. And that dude ended up retiring at like 26. Because I, I I actually, I was a big fan of Landry I was Fields. as well. I was when, a huge fan of that Knicks team. When he got drafted to that team with um, Gallinari. Gallo, that, those early, that Knicks team was fun. Yeah, at. it was great. Before the Carmelo trade. Yeah. Pretty much right before the Carmelo trade. But he was a second round pick that started shooting guard for this team. Yeah. From day dot. So the New York fans, they got behind him. They they love guys like that. They he got a lot of fanfare. But he Spike just, Lee sh- sh- he towed up jerseys, to the games with yeah, his jerseys. Man. But then he just died off. He did die off, and I never understood why. He looks very promising in that first season or two, and then out of nowhere, he just like drifted off into obscurity. So like I, I mean. Like I said, it was a different nerve issue. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a similar thing where it affected his jump shot. And to the point where he, in his last-ditch sort of attempt to try and stay in the league, and by that point he was on the Raptors, he was he tried to learn shooting with the other arm. Oh, wow. And it, obviously it never really worked, but it's sort of, you know, I don't doubt the legitimacy of these nerve sort of issues really affecting players. But what I'm questioning is if it is a nerve issue... And it's in between the neck and shoulder. How is this not looked at very early on? Like, oh, is it, for is sure. it, isn't that something that's the, quite well, like one of the first things think, you would look at? I think there's a lot of red flags around faults, and yeah. I don't think I think the three of us probably all yeah. agree with that, have that viewpoint. I think even something like 
the Celtics being really high on him and then they had him in for like a day or whatever it was yeah. before the draft and they completely did a, a 180 and they're like, he, we they, don't... He was the consensus. Celtics were taking number one, came into the facility, all signs pointing to drafting him and then like two days later they trade out of the pick. Did they ever have Jason Tatum come in? Yeah. Do you reckon that was just because they were so impressed, impressed. by so It could have been, could have been. Maybe, but... It was like it was it was like a cause like Fultz came in and then the trade happened. It wasn't Fultz Tatum trade. Right. It was like Fultz came in, the trade happened. Interesting. Maybe he was already injured at that point. Maybe no, he wasn't because he played summer league and stuff. He looked fine. He did he play summer league yeah, in his he, first? He heard he heard something. I mean, maybe when he heard his shoulder, but he looked like I remember watching his first summer league game. Um, he looked good. I was like, man, this guy's gonna be good. Interesting. Yeah. Look, I'll I'll reiterate, all of us would want nothing more than this guy to come back. If Philly had a foursome of healthy Fultz, Butler, Ben Simmons and Embiid, like, game over, mate. (laughs) Can you imagine if he comes back in six weeks and he's just back? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, As if he was before he came out of the draft. Mate, that might be the strangest thing I've ever seen in the NBA. Comes in, number one. Forget, something happens for two years or <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's Clicks. the top prospect in the like again. That that one of twentieth twenty specialists yeah. just there they'd be oh, loving man, he's it. He's going on sixty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be oh, curious. Man. I am super, 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 super interested to find out what happens. Even a p- couple of weeks ago when him and Drew Hanlon had that big fallout, <laughs> Drew Hanlon was saying like he's still injured. Yeah. It's like stop giving him shit. He's not healthy yet. Give him time. I don't know what's the go. That's weird too. <laughs> yeah. Why did he come back then? Why was he playing? I don't know. I'll tell you what, this Raymond Brothers is really... He's going the whole nine yards <laughs> for his client though. He's really looking after his client, isn't he? He's doing everything he can to protect his client. <laughs> uh, he reminds me of... Um, have you guys ever seen Tropic Thunder? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, Tug, Tug Speedman's manager he's like I'm oh. gonna get you that T-bone yeah, is, that the, is, that the, is that the Tom Cruise yeah, yeah. yeah he rocks that. up in the jungle yeah. Yeah. that's <laughs> Raymond Brothers, Brothers. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god that is amazing um, but yeah um, he, I know he's going to the physio that was Kobe's physio mm. if that counts for anything right okay and Kobe got through all sorts of injuries so if it is an injury I'm confident this physio will be able to help but that's if it's an injury. But yeah, so they think a three to six week yeah. rehab process. Yeah, Which rehab is just process. so small. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, why did you have to be out all season yeah, last year? So if... weird. Yeah, so my multi's going to get busted. I got four out of five, in the except for the Thunder, and losing by 20 to the Nets. Oh, wow. Damn. I had everything. I had Golden State over the Cavs. Easy money. Washington over Atlanta. I was a bit worried that Washington would shit the bed. Denver over the Magic. Looking good. Bucks over Pistons, easy peasy. I've got Raptors over Sixers. That's the only one that I was worried about. And then the Thunder, sh- fucking, come on. Not, not doing well, it's, it. it's gone. Oh, I mean, they're down 20 in the third. I'm not confident. No, I'll tell you, who knows, man. Westbrook's had some big fourth quarters. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. These Nets teams, when they line up D'Angelo Russell and Dinwiddie together, dangerous. I like them. They're really dangerous. They're pretty much the same player. So 
It's like having it's like the so McCollum. Tim Tim Woody's got the heart of a lion and yeah, and Angela also a, has a bit of a dumb has, kid. Yeah, Tim Woody used to be on the Bulls, didn't he? That's another That's one another we let one. go oh, for nothing. Oh, I forgot about that. We were, we were, literally nothing. We were talking about this earlier. All the players, the Bulls, just all the dumb roster moves that the front mm. office made, which. If they didn't make, Fred Hoiberg would have had a better team to play with. Who's else? It's like Nawaba they let go. So there's Nawaba they let go, Noah Vonley, Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell, to be fair, has not looked good this year. Not as good, but like he doesn't have a lot of playing time. On the Bulls, he would have had so much more playing time. I'm just looking at the scores today and the Sixers are playing the Raptors. And to to bring it back to Fultz, I don't know whether or not... Do they want to rush the guy back? No, not at all. I feel like they're playing good. Yeah, I feel no, like the, Ben Simmons and Butler have this headband energy going on. <laughs> and yeah. B is playing, putting up MVP numbers. Oh, this, yeah. this Simmons headband thing, I'm, I'm not... What's what's the go? <laughs> I don't like the headband. Maybe Kendall anyway. told him to do it or something. Yeah, probably. That's beside the point. But um, no, nah, I don't think they rush him back at all. They, now that they have Butler, they have the luxury of letting Markel take his time. <laughs> take all the time. He's taking take so much time. He'll be on his second contract. Elton Brand going to be on the phones, just like, who, oh, wants, that's another who thing. wants a bit maybe, of Mark Hell? Yeah, maybe this, this, is this uh, was, right? I, I forgot to mention, this physio was Kobe and Elton Brand's physio. Okay. Right. So Elton, see, I'm sending you to my guy. <laughs> if he can't fix you, no yeah. one can. Yeah. <laughs> well, Elton had so many injuries throughout his career. So Correct. If this guy, and he had a long career, so if this guy can help, please, please help <laughs> for everyone in the world's sake. Um, should we head out west? Yeah, let's head west. Let's talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'd love to. Um, there's a few things I've noticed about the Timberwolves since they've gotten rid of their boy Jimmy. Mm. One, of all, of, actually, of all the things I've noticed, the better cohesiveness in the team, the better ball movement, the better defense, everything, the one thing that stands out to me the most is Carl Anthony Towns Ooh. is putting more effort on D than he has since his rookie year. His rookie year, he wasn't a good defender, but he was trying. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he stopped trying. He's trying again. Roko's getting in his ear. He's Rocco's, whispering shit. Yeah, man. Roko's a machine. I am such a fan. Roko is <laughs> like, that's the dude that the Sixers need. And it and was they, so they, funny that they, they traded sold him, him away. <laughs> like, it's, if they could have done any other package to, to get Butler without parting with Roko. But he's made such a difference to their defense. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like light and, it's light and day. Like, it's... They're holding teams under a hundred points nearly every game now. Mm. They didn't do it once before Rocco got there. Like, it, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but they've they've brought this calm. It's like a we're going to work hard, but we're going to do it quietly. We're not going to be like Jimmy, who's going to work hard and yell at you. Well, that's the I'm thing. Working and hard. I, I think we talked about it a bit earlier with Hoiberg, and I feel like Cat is just a different sort of a dude, and yeah. he doesn't want to be yelled at, and doesn't want to have that sort of hard edge coach and if it's a different sort of approach for him and he's starting to look a lot better, then maybe that's what he responds to. He is. Like, his plus-minus is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Even in games they're losing, his plus-minus is through the roof. Um, his positioning better. Other centres are shooting worse against him. Like, it's just all ticking up. And it makes me feel like he could do it the whole time. It was just he needed Rocco it to was, give him the encouragement. And he needed mm. Jimmy to get the hell out, I think. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, Wiggins oh, hasn't yeah. picked up. Yeah. So, so the two things. So I agree that Town- Towns has looked a little bit better. I don't think it's been super night and day. Roko's quickly become maybe the second or third best player on that team. It's either him or Rose at this point. No, Derek Rose is the best player on that. Team. <laughs> he's he he comes. I'm not he's, having anything else. 
he just comes on his, his cooking on every every night. Yeah. Um, and that's awesome. So two things I've noticed though on the other side. Derek uh, Rose is trying on D. Yes, Derek Rose is yesterday trying on D. he didn't score one point and he was plus fifteen. He's actually having an impact on the game that's positive when he's not scoring. Yeah. It which like, is the first time he's ever done that. He, maybe, hand to God, hasn't played this well since, since the MVP the, Yeah, season. exactly. Yeah. Even the year after when he still played really well and he did get injured in the playoffs, he wasn't playing this good. Yeah. This, this is the second best season he's ever had. But So two things I've noticed. One, Wiggins is looking like a bust. Yeah. I, I, I think there was a couple games after the trade where he looked like a fresh Wiggins. Yeah. And his his demeanor has changed. He doesn't look him, man. he doesn't look disinterested anymore. He, oh, I disagree with that. He's half the time he's disinterested. You think he's, he's looking up at the sky or something, and then someone blows by him. Like I reckon he, he just it, it, has still, a bad basketball IQ. It's still, you get flashes of the dude that looks like a number one pick, and then you get flashes of a dude that's not paying attention. And it's so frustrating, and I can't believe they gave him one hundred seventy five million dollars. And the second thing that I've noticed is that Darius Saric needs to play a lot more. Yeah. It, yeah. The thing the, is... The love affair with Taj is like... But Ta- Taj Gibson is so solid, and Thibodeau loves that's a tibs. so solid and, guy. And I, I get the Taj minutes, but then... Taj will code, never have a bad game. Just like, He'll always have a good... He's a good player. I actually don't mind the Taj minutes, but like, he has not to play 40 minutes. Cut all the... code. Not Koji, what's the... The um, Corgi Corgi Jang yeah. yeah cut his minutes down and Sar- Sarge can do everything that they need defend yeah. I mean he hasn't shot well this year but he can pass really well yeah to be honest with you I think Sarge should be the one starting yeah mm. um, but Taj there's still a place for him in that team he can he can do he can keep up with the smaller bigs the mm. quicker ones so if you play Taj at the five you're not going to be losing much defensively at all um yeah, he he should play, but yeah, you're right. Saric, the team needs to be. I I wouldn't. Uh, I just think they're see, like it's I don't good know. to see them like enjoying playing basketball again. Yeah, which is, they're like, having is, fun, which is the main thing. Um, I just watch them and I'm like, man, you're two max guys. Towns maybe not as much as Wiggins, but as I say, they don't look like Towns doesn't look like a two hundred million dollar player to me. Like he's looked, uh, he's, looked he's picking up. He's yeah, definitely he's, picking, he's picking up. up, but like t- that Steph. Harden, like, you got to be so good to live up to that price tag because you can't because it limits your your other roster, other parts of your roster. And I, just, I, I don't know, I don't know, I just don't see it still. Like on an every night basis, mm. like against the Celtics the other night, you you like, I was I wanted him to come back in the game because he just doesn't he wasn't having he just disappears and doesn't doesn't force himself into the game and like try and take shit from you. I think. As the season goes on, we'll see more of that. I think it, his mentality is improving. He's getting a bit more hungry, a bit more... You know what? I have you are the, the eternal optimist, Joshua. Yeah, but... Like, you are the eternal optimist. When you I see... Can't, I, can't, I can't fault you there. When you see these flashes, like, you can do it. It's there. It's just he's not doing it every night. Yeah, but that's... That's why I'm optimistic, because if it's there, you could do it but every night. it's been night. there for his whole career I know, now. I know, I know. And so I'm gonna. It's. I know he's still young, but we're at a point now where you need to be bringing it. I think the. Yeah, I think weird, the, eh? the Jimmy thing threw a spanner in it when it was, Cat Wiggins and Levine. Cat was trying. He was invested. They were growing together. They were loving it. Then well, his they expectations bring, were lower back then. So yeah. like, you don't have to bring it every single night because you're 20. Yeah. You have to. You're 23, and you're not. You're not in your prime yet. But you're 23 years old on your on your max deal now. It's time to be 
doing 25 and 12 every night. I think exactly. there's a parallel. How many seasons was it before Davis really became this guy's a, f- a legit, like, mm. top 10 A few. Guy. A few. I think like, was, he had good years from the seasons. get-go. But... Oh, he always put up numbers, yeah. He, he, his was part, part of it was the injury bug. Like yeah, true. He was injured. But a lot, the, yeah. you're right. There was a mentality yeah. thing. Like it mm. might have even been maybe two, three years ago when all of a sudden he was like, you know what? I'm the best player in the world. I'm going to dominate this game. But there was never a question of where's the the heart and mongrel on a night to night basis. Yeah. Well, the thing was, it was always he doesn't have any help. The Pelicans yeah. don't that's, have any other that players. That was the biggest difference. But that may, I mean, it kind of masks that if if mm. if that's the more pressing issue. I mean, obviously with Cat, he he does. He's got Wiggins and the, he's got the teams act like they, in theory they should be kind of like the Clippers, right? They've got a lot of dudes that are like. And I, I think hey, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping they'll Maybe grow into that. Good, but I mean, I don't think I mean Tibbs is, in my opinion, is clearly not a good coach anymore. Yeah. I don't know. The the team's defending well again. Nah, I, I I think they will need a change regardless. But I think Tibbs got lucky that Derek Rose is playing good because oh, he's yeah. like, Both, absolutely. yes, Derek, do your thing, baby. <laughs> without without Derek being six man of the year right now, they've lost four or five more games at least. Yeah, probably at least. Um, but you know, but the, there there is definitely since these Philly guys have come in, there's been an uptick. They're bringing. I think they've. They're setting their culture in. Yeah. They've come from a place where you work hard, everyone works for each other, everyone's a friend, all that jazz. They've come to the Timberwolves, which is a very fragmented team. Not everyone's a friend. Not everyone works hard together and for each other. And they're quietly going about their job as they always did. And the other guys are picking things up, I feel. Except Wiggins. Except Wiggins. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's this for a comparison? Wiggins is J.R. Smith without a three-point shot. <laughs> without. Yeah, I like it. Getting paid a lot more, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take J.R. Smith over Wiggins. I swear to God. No, no. That's, that's not good. No, it's not good. That's not, one, that's not 175 mil good. Um, here's a question. Do you guys think that Jeff Teague should be starting over D-Rose? Yeah, I wouldn't mess with it. Oh, okay. I, I think they're doing okay as is. Like, you can, you can kind of make the argument that Rose is a better player and offers mm. more, but at the same time, for their rotation, mm. if this is what's working for them, then I would just leave it. Yeah, as hard as I shed on them just now, I do think that they are they are playing better and they are winning some games. Um, and Derek Rose off the bench has been really. It's just like the spark plug. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to mess with it. And I'm not, I'm not doubt because honestly, even like, the games he started, they've played well. I feel like Teague is not that good anymore. Mm. This is a guy that was on that that Hawks team a few years ago that made the Eastern Conference Finals and won sixty games or whatever it was. But uh, he's probably what in the bottom ten point guards in the league. I feel like you could Starters. name, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. name a whole heap of dudes who are better than Jeff Teague. But at the same time, like. For the rotations, if it works for them and they keep winning and Rose is playing good as is, then I don't really see any need to, to mess with to it. To mess with it. Yeah, fair enough. All right, boys. Are you off? I'm going to roll. <laughs> well, it was I, lovely to have you. Drive man. by. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I righted the ship quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you big hero. I want yeah, you to yeah. get on out of here. All right. Back to the Celtics slander. Marcus Smart's a hero. <laughs> uh, you want to move back east, Beatty? Yeah, let's go east. And I think we kind of, we were talking about J.R. Smith a little bit there. Yeah, let's talk about the Cavs. Let's talk about the Cavs. And let's talk about, I mean, let's talk about J.R. Smith. Let's talk about Tristan Thompson. they got some guys there who are helping them right now. 
they're not really winning many games, but their oh, assets for they're, they've won more recently. Um, did you see Alec Burks's dunk? I did the see other that. Day? That was a sick dunk. That was yeah <laughs> through traffic. That never happens. That's no. that's awesome. <laughs> um, I I just the Cavs are a weird. Like obviously they want to be bad, and that's kind of the the whole mo for them. This Do you know season. what I actually? Going back to the Bulls earlier, the Bulls want to be bad, the Cavs want to be bad, but I want the Bulls to be like the Cavs. They're bad, but they're trying. They're hustling. They're giving their all. Yeah. The Bulls are bad, but they're not. But they're, they're not. They're just lazy. And... But it's... It, I mean, it's... I think the comparison is... It's fair because, I mean, you look at Sexton, the Cavs rookie, and that guy, he tries. And yeah, Shady Osman, he tries. Yeah, he tries. I mean, J.R. Smith's not currently playing with the team anymore, so yeah. that's not trying. But Tristan Thompson, the dude's the highest-paid bl- bl- guy in the team besides Kevin Love, and he's trying. So I, I kind of... I mean, the Tristan one's different because that guy's a vet. He's been in the league for a while now. But I still feel like his uptick has come out of nowhere. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like, where has this been? <laughs> I think <laughs> You would have won the league if you were playing like definitely. this. Definitely. The guy didn't do anything last <laughs> season. He had the most inconspicuous season last season, and... All of a sudden, now he's putting up this sort of... He's averaging a double-double. Yeah, I'm almost excited to see Tristan and Kevin Love play together. I, my Pull thing down is, every rebound in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I just don't know whether or not that would translate. And if another team... Another team will look at his numbers and look at what he brings. And like I said, he's a veteran and he has that sort of leadership. He's won a championship. And they'll look at that and say, this is an asset. We could bring this guy in and he'll help us win this season. 100%, man. But I don't think the numbers are going to translate. And that's... Unless but that's they just might playing with LeBron, yeah. Really, he, all his numbers come from rebounding. Like, yeah, rebounding and He, and he rebounds the, the shit out of the defensive boards and is maybe the best offensive rebounder in the or league, one of man. in the league. Yeah. And when you are the best offensive rebounder in the league, you're going to get 10 points just off you're putbacks. putbacks, yeah. So he barely needs to touch the ball and he still gets a double-double. Like, that's useful. Heaps of teams need that. Yeah. And I think the way that the league has gone and, and teams are generally playing smaller as well, his role as sort of a as a centre is his pick-and-roll defence is really good and he can guard smaller dudes. Yeah, so he, that, that kind of... He fits in that in that regard. It's just, I guess, where, what teams would... Would want, you it don't depends. want to part with big assets. And it you depends what contender has the assets to go yeah. for him. And there's not a lot. There's not a lot. And I feel like I said, I don't think you want to part with big assets for a guy like Tristan Thompson because it's not, he's not going to move the needle that Would much. you trade Whiteside for Tristan Thompson if you're the, if you're the Heat if you're and, the heat, and you're the Cavs? I don't know. I feel like Whiteside's got a bad deal, doesn't he? Whiteside's got a bad deal. Yeah, so you're just kind of swapping like for like in many ways. Do you, do you want to... This is off topic. This is about Whiteside now. But do you want to hear a, a fun Whiteside observation I made the other day? Yeah. In a game that the Heat won by nine points... Whiteside finished with 23 points, 15 rebounds, couple of blocks, typical huge stat line, but was minus 15. So yeah. they did all their winning when, when Whiteside was on off the court. Yeah. Even though he was getting all these numbers, Whiteside might be the biggest empty stat guy mm. I can think of yeah. right now. Yeah. I I don't really I I kind of agree. I think he has the, the heat kinda... on a stranglehold. They can't they can't well, make they can't, how they gonna they get can't do anything. Yeah. 
But I, I think that the whole empty stat thing is another thing that you can look back at Tristan, and I, I do think that to an extent that that is. I mean, you're right. He's going to get. I reckon Tristan's, get those hustle points, Tristan's stats would be a lot more meaningful if he had a bunch of shooters around him that could feed off it. Yeah, for right sure. now he's getting all these stats, but it's not really helping the guys he has around him because they're not good enough. They're not yet. that good in general. Yeah, you're right. Um, I, d- I don't know where he could go. There's like there's you can think of so many teams that could use a guy like that, but who can actually deal for him is another question. Uh, it's I mean the Cavs have some decisions to make, and I think. If anything, the J.R. Smith one is probably more intriguing because everyone needs wings that can, can shoot the three and play D. And, yeah. and that's they need to get off of him. And obviously that relationship is a little broken down and he's not playing anymore. He's not with the team. It's weird that it's probably taking this long. Maybe they're waiting for that, that deadline right in deal. December. Or, yeah, the right deal. But um, I don't know. I... Do you reckon the Sixers would look at a short-term J.R. Smith? Possibly, because, I mean, he fits in that he's just yeah, another they could, they could guy use that him. shoots three. I mean, there's a whole... I mean, I don't know whether or not LeBron would be for it, but I, the Lakers probably are would. team that probably would. Would, would benefit from that. Uh, LeBron's yeah. not going to complain having a, a, gut, a gut one, a guy he's won with before. Yeah. A th- supposedly good wing defender and a three-point shooter, like... Hundred percent. Come on. I board. think it's just more like what team is desperate. I think if anything, maybe Houston is probably the team that I don't know what they could put together to sort of send back to the Cavs, but they're probably the team that is desperate for it because then they've not started the season to the expectations that I think everyone had for them, and I don't know how they how they fix that. How can they pay for J.R. Smith? Probably not, man, but they're already in the luxury taxes. I mean, all of these... <laughs> I, my thing is, like, I don't think if you're the Lakers, you want to waste... You're not going to waste, like, an Ingram or a Kuzma or any of those... No, or, no, no, or a no Lonzo way. Ball on, on a dude like J.R. Smith or Tristan Thompson. So I, I think it's more... I don't know. I, I, that's why I think the Rockets are probably desperate enough that they would do it. What about the Wizards? They Could they use Tristan Thompson? Maybe. I mean, I don't know what the whole Dwight scenario is right now. Oh, he's got a broken ass, doesn't he? Yeah, apparently. He's having surgery on, it, surgery on his glutes. Surgery on the glutes. So, I don't know. I, I, I would, to be honest, Dwight's a non-factor for me. If I'm the Wizards, I'm not counting on him to, <laughs> to save the day. Um, I don't know. And anyway. there's pieces around there. I'm sure they could make the salaries match. They're in need of a shake-up. The, yeah, the Wizards are definitely in need of a shake-up. I mean, everyone's sort of talking about Brad Beal and whether or not that's a possibility. This what about season. straight Tristan Thompson for Otto Porter? Straight up. I feel like, but I, I don't know whether the Cavs would want to do that because I think the Cavs are sort of... got. They want to suck. They, they, they need they a longer-term view, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. I think Cavs would be more happy to take in a bad contract and draft picks for Tr- Tristan Thompson. Yeah, definitely, Thompson. yeah. I mean, I don't know whether or not that's going to keep Kevin Love happy, mm. but at the same time, who's to say Kevin Love's not on the table either? He must have known what was coming when he signed that deal. He did not think we're going to be competitive for another four years. Yeah, I think you, Surely. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I don't think anybody... I think he was almost relieved in a sense, like, oh, finally, it's over. I can go back to just... What, that LeBron left? Cruising along, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I mean, you do do that while getting paid max money, absolutely. If I mean he's won his ring, yeah. He's I mean there's there, there's like and like I said, I think later in his career there'll be the opportunity to bounce around to another yeah, contender. He'll, if he I'm wants sure to he'll probably be again. an even more consistent three point shooter yeah, by that by point. that point. Um, but yeah, very interesting. I I I am keenly keeping an eye on the Cavs because 
their young guys are playing hard. There definitely is a few pieces here and there that could be part of the future. Um, Chetty and Sexton being two of them. Um, and they've got all those reads, and they've got a, a whole team of rejects then. It's like Rodney Hood and much. Jordan Clarkson. And, Pretty much. Um, Rodney Hood and Alec Jordan Burks Clarkson now. I don't see much in. I, I actually do like Alec Burks. Yeah. I think he could be a piece. Maybe not quite in the age that they're looking... Oh, he's still pretty young. He's only 27, yeah. but I think they want to go real young. Um, I've, I've heard plenty of concerns about Sexton not really knowing what the hell he's doing out there. A little bit, I've read that too. But yeah. in saying that, I've seen him play some one-on-one D just as good as anyone in the league. He He keeps in front of his man, and he almost takes it like a challenge. Try and get past me. It's yeah. not happening. So if they can hone in on that, he he's just raw as. But if they can hone in on that, definitely he'll he'll be a piece moving forward. He's also shooting forty percent from three, believe it or not. Yeah, which it's just that he doesn't take many threes. Them, he takes yeah. so many long twos. Um, there's a player there though. I think so, and I think it's. I mean, their coaching situation is one to look out for as well. Obviously, that they they got rid of Ty Lue and whether or not um, I think it's Larry Drew is the guy for them going forward, I don't know, or if it's going to be like an interim season. Yeah. I don't know whether or not maybe Fred Hoiberg's on the phone, needs um, a new job. <laughs> but free free Tristan, I reckon. Yeah, definitely free Tristan. Free Tristan. Free Tristan, free JR. I let, never thought I'd say that. Let them let them go. <laughs> um, Do we want to finish back out west again? Yeah, let's, let's quickly let's mention, <laughs> I want to just give a shout trip. out to the Nuggets and the Clippers. Yeah, Hundo. This is, Nuggets and the Clippers, we would have... If you, no one would have had t- these yeah, teams. If you told me Nuggets and Clippers aren't making the playoffs this season before the season started, I'd have been like, okay, yeah, yep, all right. May, you know what? I might disagree with you, but you know what? Plausible. If they don't make the playoffs, I I would believe that. Who'd have thought they'd be first and second, respectively, in yeah. the West? This is. This, I mean, we're what? We're how many games in? 20, 23, 24 games in. Yeah, that, it's and more than a quarter of the more season. More than a quarter way through the season. And these Another two teams fun fact, are... um, I watched the Nuggets first Raptors game two days ago. In in Toronto, Nuggets took that one, 106 to 103. But um, the commentators were saying at one point, this is the latest in a season the Nuggets have ever been first, ever. <laughs> They've well, never been first this uh, deep yeah, into yeah. a season. But their, their squad is just, it's good. It's I really feel like good. I, I, I don't think anyone really expected them to Do you be know what? this good. The the Kings really fucked up a couple of years ago letting Mike Malone go. I know they've got a good thing going with Dave Yeager now, but they had a good thing going with Mike Malone. They he, did. Man. He was setting a foundation yeah. and they let him go way too early. I don't know what the go was. Was that just the him and Boogie clashing? Or no, was Boogie, clashing with the Boogie was office, actually or? furious he was, when they he got was a rid Mike of Malone. Malone guy. He I loved he was, Mike yeah. Malone. Yeah. Um, it seemed everyone did. They were starting to defend. They were moving the ball around, much like the Nuggets are now. Well, that's a great... I mean, Jokic, that was probably the big knock on that guy coming into this season. It's like, can he defend? Yes, he, he can. He, and apparently he, he can. He can do yeah, just man. fine. He's yeah. not that bad at all. I think um, the thing I've noticed this season is as the league has been shifting to more small ball, more threes, more spacing, all that kind of jazz, rim protection isn't as hard as it once was. Mm. You don't have as many Westbrooks and Rose getting to the rim because they're shooting. So if they're shooting, you only have to defend 
so many shots at the rim now. You you have a second to position yourself. There's yeah. more space. Yeah. So guys like Jokic and Vukovic at the the Magic now, traditionally poor defenders, mostly because of their foot speed, yep. have a second longer to move their feet now. Yeah. And in that case, they can position themselves. They're not dumb. They just were slow. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so now they're they're actually defending quite well. They're protecting the rim and look where it's getting them. Uh, Even the Clippers, like Marcin Gortat is their center. They're second well, in the West. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, between Gortat and um, Montrezl Harrell and even Boban, whenever we get a little Boban, Boban is amazing. Cameo, Five like, minutes, you got a double-double. I have, to, I have to admit, both of these teams are like teams that I, I mean, let's dig up the over-unders podcast. Um, I was an under on the Nuggets. I was, not, over, I was over on the Nuggets. I'm not I running was, away from that. Like, I, was I, a, I was a definite under on the Clippers. I, was, I think I was under on both of these This, teams, this is the, the best job Doc Rivers has ever done. I don't well, care that, that he's my, won a league. That was <laughs> my segue. I, Doc was in that sort of category with Tibbs for me, where it's like, I don't know if this guy can coach anymore. Oh, I he think can. he's done. <laughs> but, I mean, this Clippers team is testament to the fact that he's lost Chris Paul, he's lost DeAndre Jordan, he's lost Blake Griffin in the last two seasons. And yet, this team is just playing really good. This team is so much more is... than the sum of their parts. Exactly, like, yeah. If you put these guys on other teams, they likely wouldn't perform nearly as well. But together, they seem to be clicking on all cylinders. Tobias Harris is playing like a top 15 He's guy in the G, league man. this He's, season. Yeah. He's playing great. Gallinari, out of nowhere, has come back from injury, yep. feeling like I'm a superstar now. Managed to stay healthy. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, Avery think, Bradley's doing his thing again. They're starting a rookie at point guard. Yeah, like, yeah. How are and, they doing and he's this? One of the best rookies of this class in, in SGA. Like I, I just, I don't know. I, I still question whether or not it's going to last with the Clippers. But I mean, it, all signs are pointing to they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it'll last. I wouldn't be surprised if they even get a top four seed going into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, but man. it's it's in the playoffs that they'll get exposed. You, Once it comes down to it, if they draw a, a team like the Lakers or the Warriors or something like that, they're not going to stand. That's a what I. I mean, are you look at we're looking at the standings now in the West, and the Lakers are there at fifth, the Warriors are at four, and I just I think that both of those teams they could finish seventh and eighth. Yeah, and it wouldn't matter. Pu- would push it? Like come, it, when push comes to shove, yeah. they're going to roll over you. Basketball seems to be the only sport I can think of where over seven games the best team almost always wins. It's yeah. you don't get lucky over seven games. Like it's who's got the who's got the ghoulies to go out and win it. And if you're coming against Steph Curry and the Warriors or LeBron and the Lakers, as good as the Clippers are in the regular season, it's a regular season team. They're not gonna be they can't hit another gear. It's not like they're cruising at the moment. They're yeah. playing great. Yeah. LeBron is well and truly cruising. He's yeah. not turning on, you know, game mode till till it's time. So in that regard, I'm not considering them like a big threat for the title or anything, but just amazed that they've been able to even do this. I I, I honestly thought Clippers would be bottom three, four seeds in the West. Yeah, I, I didn't think. I they did made not the think they had shit all. I thought their draft was eh. I, I mean, thought the players the, they had were eh. The West is just completely upside down. <laughs> It is. The Kings are good. The, the Spurs Jazz are, bad. are second the Spurs last. The Spurs are bad. The Rockets are bad. Like how? It's it's very topsy turvy. It's very interesting though. I I I on the Spurs. I do see a surge coming eventually when they get their guys back. Um, well, who's due to come back? I feel like everyone. Everyone. DeJounte. Isn't he going for the year? 
I thought he was an ACL or an Achilles or something. Oh, yeah, it is an ACL. Yeah. DeJounte might be out for the year. But they got Lonnie Walker to come back. He's a intriguing rookie. Derek White has Derek only White, very recently yeah. come back, and he's played fantastic. I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, pushes Bryn Forbes out of the lineup and he takes his spot. But they got... I mean, I watched the Jazz and the Spurs played yesterday. and the, the Jakob Pertl is playing... Pertl's handy. He's, he's getting really... He's shooting like eighty percent over the last that, couple of weeks. I mean, weeks. I was I was about to mention that game, like this, and the Spurs in general, they just they don't shoot the threes, and the, I, yeah, I they think don't that's going to get them. The math is just going to get them in the end. And I mean, you have Rudy Gay and Lamarcus Aldridge and Pau Gasol, these dudes that can hit the. I mean, Demar Derozan is the king of that sort of long range too. But the in that game yesterday against the Jazz, the Jazz lit them up from three. They hit twenty threes. Yeah. That's their franchise yeah. record. They can't keep up on the wings either. Um, Rudy Gay. While he's a handy guy to have in a good team, on a shit team, he's going to get exposed. Um, DeRozan as well, he's never been a never good, been defender, a good defender, defender, but yeah. it's really, really showing. And, um, they, need, much, they need him to defend. As much as we happen. love him, there's probably too much Paddy Mills happening. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. <laughs> Definitely too yeah. much Paddy Mills. But they need to. He's yeah, the only exactly. guy that can score. Yeah. Um, but yeah, conversely, back to the top. The Nuggets and the Clippers have not been anything like this. The Nuggets, going back to that Raptors game the other day, it seemed like they had almost endless lineups they could throw out. There's endless combos, endless lineups. Yeah. You can put any guy with any guy and it's going to work. They're deep. They're deep team. It is. It was so interesting to watch. Like Guys like Malik Beasley and Juancho Hernan Gomez, just like you know your random wings that come on and play 15 minutes, they all contribute they all do their certain things well Jokic is maybe one of the best passers in the entire league yeah he made this full court assist at one point on the break he was running he had guys running on the other side this is not an easy pass there's defenders coming into the passing lane and he somehow zipped it at just the right speed to get past all the defenders Straight into Gary Harris's hands, right under the rim. Yeah, it was like one of those. It was a LeBron pass, and this seven foot pudgy. He's like a he's like a point guard. He's <laughs> yeah. a seven foot one point. In, uh, he's in doing these regard, little handoffs, man. setting these screens, yeah. like always moving around. And the thing is, you can't let him pop off to the three point line either, because he'll punish you there. Like. Yeah. He's such a pick your poison type of guy. I mean, they even they still have Will Barton to come back as well. Will Barton's so. got to come back. Millsaps got Player of the Week in the NBA last. This is last my, week. I think while I sort of question the Clippers a little bit and whether or not it's sustainable, I, I definitely think the Nuggets. Yeah, they are. This is the point I was getting to. Where in the playoffs, as much as the Clippers are playing great, I'm not sure they could keep that up in the playoffs. The Nuggets are, to me, different. I think they do have enough talent on that team to put the fright into a couple of teams yeah. in the West. Um, Jamal Murray is scoring from anywhere on the court. He's very unpredictable and he's a very in-your-face type of player. Yeah. I feel like he would thrive in a playoff situation. Yep. Gary Harris is one of the best up-and-coming shooting guards in the league, I feel. As you said, Will Barton's got to come back, but they've got so many wings they can plug into the three. Um, I was saying to you off mic before this podcast started, I think Trey Lyles and Mason Plumley are the best big combo in the league to come off the bench. Yeah. Um, Lyles is, I reckon Lyles could have a featured role on a lot of teams in the league and he's coming off the bench. 
So it like they they definitely def I I can't think of many West teams that would be cool with facing the Nuggets. They'd be like turning up. They'd have to yeah, come ready to play. Yeah. Um, the Grizzlies are another one. I feel like uh gonna be a bit of a threat. Mike Conley has not skipped a beat. I feel like I love the Grizz. I'm all in on the Grizz. It's it's as if he got injured for a day. Like he. he well, that, well, it's just playing like, exactly the same. Last season was a complete write off. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like for the whole season. It's almost like they they secretly the tanked, and but they they, fl- did, they didn't want to tell anyone we're tanking. And then the reward is Jaron Jackson Jr., who, who is, is a, a machine. Beast. Yeah. Yeah. What was that game the other day? He like he had like thirty something points. He didn't miss, man. Yeah. He was just like. Not to mention, on that same day, he can score 30 points off threes and mid-range and post-up. He yeah. could block seven shots. Yeah, dude. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and you're pairing him with Mark Gasol, yeah. who's having one of his best years in years. Yeah. He, he's a real player of the future. J. Michael Green just came back from injury. Well, I, I mean, I don't even know how he's going to fit into the rotation because I, I, there's no way that, that Jaron Jackson's going to lose his starting spot. Now. No, no, he hasn't. But Jaron Jackson, I think he's... He doesn't have a minutes restriction, but they never seem to play him more than thirty. Yeah, it's a bit so weird. So J. Michael Green definitely he gets it. He's still getting double doubles off the bench. Um, awesome team. I just can't believe how they've revamped it to be such a more modern offense, but they've still got that grit they, and grind yeah. in them. Like yeah. it's it's great, absolutely great. Big fan. I would love to see a Grizzlies versus Mavs series. Mate, yeah. If that was if that was possible, I don't want to talk. Uh, we we won't talk about the Mavs because we could sit here for another hour. To yeah, be honest, on the Doncic train, on, on Luca. Um, I think I'm I'm. I think yeah. We'll tuck it out. I think I've I've said everything I needed to say. Well, Beatty, thank you for joining me in here once again. Pleasure. Until next week, hopefully we'll have Jake on board. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Backdoor underscore cut on Twitter and on Instagram at backdoor cut. You can find all of our links up there. We post some funny things from time to time. I think you'll love it. So please, jump on. Till next week, peace.